0: I'll tell you, Bibles turned turn to Exodus 2025. 20, I joined one of these groups on Facebook, and they're supposed to be against idolatry and the holidays and all that. And uh, a few weeks ago, somebody wrote on there, they used a rosary to help them in their prayer. And, of course, so I write a, wrote a note back, and I said, just after <clears throat> saying a few things, then I said, there's just nothing but idolatry. And, he was say, well, it makes it easier to pray and you don't fall asleep while you're praying and uh, all these kind of things. And I thought to myself, this is, this is the way man does. He takes what God gives us and then he pollutes it. <clears throat> In verse uh, 25, we'll start at verse 24. We'll read 23 and then go from there. You shall not make with me gods of silver, neither shall you make unto you gods of gold. An altar of earth thou shalt make unto me, and th- shalt sacrifice thereon thy burnt offerings and thy peace offerings, thy sheep and thy g- oxen in all the p- place uh, in all places where I record my name, I will come unto thee, and I will bless thee, and if thou wilt make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build it or uh, it of huge stones. For if thou lift thy, up thy tool upon it, thou hast polluted it, neither shall thou go up by steps, if do my altar, that my, thy nakedness be not discovered thereon. Let's pray together, please. Most gracious, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that's ever settled in heaven. We thank thee, O Lord, that you call us out of darkness into the marvelous light, and your mercies you shed upon us and give us, great mercies every day, and often we forget to thank Thee, we thank Thee for that, and then often we trespass against Thee, we ask Your forgiveness for our trespasses, and Lord we pray we live a life that bring honor and glory unto Thee through Thy Son Jesus Christ, and that Spirit will lead us in all these things, pray bless the services this afternoon, that everything be done in decent order to Thy honor and glory, that You'd have mercy upon each one here, regardless of their condition, and might be pleased to save and to edify. We just thank thee in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen. <clears throat> title of the message is Polluted Gospel. And uh, when we put our hands on uh, to the gospel, that is, when we start manipulating it or uh, go away from what the scriptures have has told us, then we're polluting it. And it's the same ideal of them Verse 25, he says, And if thou wilt make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build it of huge stones. For if thou lift up thy tool upon it, thou hast polluted it. Now the verse before shows they making an earthen uh, altar before God. And and that we know they had to <clears throat> make it and, and uh, they had to touch it with their hands. But when it comes to a stone altar... Uh, they were not supposed to put a tool of any kind on it, and we noticed every stone altar in the scriptures. They pick up stones and put on there, like Elijah uh, there at Mount Carmel, and and others that were built. And so this was uh, a a particular thing, the way it had to be done. And this was the any altar of huge stones, and I mean of a stone, excuse me, that could not be hewed. Uh, and so we. Uh, think about how things that men touch are polluted because we interject what we think or we interject what we think it ought to be or we uh, say, well, I'm leaning toward this or that. What we need to know is exactly what God meant. And when we think about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's quite clear that there's no way that you can work your way to heaven. You just can't do it. And uh, many religions, they require that you work your way to heaven, and, and as I mentioned not too long ago, Jacob's ladder, a lot of them like to use that as getting higher and higher and higher, but let me say to you, you cannot get higher and higher on your own merit. You, If you will, the only way we can grow is by the grace of God, and the Spirit opened up this, his scriptures, his word unto us, that we might know what we should do, and and we're not to deviate from what God has given. And sometimes we interject things. Well, I think we'd get more people in here if we did this, that, or the other. I think we'd have more converts if we could, you know, just kind uh, <clears> of <throat> forget about part of the gospel here, or, or you know, just repeat after me and that type of thing. And and so we pollute those things and and <clears throat> everything that we do. And this. Uh, <clears throat> And so uh, as the polluted gospel, it's really the polluted pollution that we bring to the scriptures that we want to look at this afternoon. And the word of God is perfect. And yes, we have translations, we'll not go through all of that, but the Bible does have a, as a, what I call a check. You compare scripture with scriptures and that's what follows you in to the right place and you take... Any scripture you could take it out of place where they, <clears throat> where they compelled everyone to be uh, circumcised. You say, well, they here was the way they preached it here in Acts, but we know it's the Judaizers doing that, not the apostles. And so, any verse in the Bible can be taken out of context and can be used uh, wickedly, if you will, to tear down the truth. They polluted the sacrifice uh, as those that pollute the Old Testament sacrifice and. And its meaning to many, we think about the Lord's Supper, how often it is, uh, if you will, has been polluted. And uh, and we could go by church, we could go by uh, elements used, we could go by many different things, you know, that uh, that people would use, but uh, <clears throat> I understand the argument over wine and grape juice, because and, and it says fruit of the vine, and I'm not getting into that, uh, of course, We know that what they used was wine. There wasn't any doubt about that. But uh, when it comes to the bread, it's unleavened. And some use leavened bread. And I thought, how could you use leavened bread, if you will, when the scriptures clearly show a concise picture from the Old Testament, New Testament, that it's unleavened, because leaven stands for wickedness, and so when we have things at the table that are leaven, then we have polluted it. The wrong kinds of sacrifice pollute the offering. Psalms 106:38 and shed innocent blood, even the blood of your sons and of your daughters, whom they sacrificed unto the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. And so we see that and we think how wicked a people they were. Here they... Not only if they pollute the altar, but here they have polluted, if you will, the worship of God. And and, and usually it's an offering to Molech when they offer up their children unto uh, this God, if you will. And we say how wicked and how often, how bad that is. But how many Christian parents have encouraged their daughter, especially, to have an abortion? And uh, I mean, I've heard. Well, you know, she's going to run her life. So uh, here we we just, uh, you know, we just have an abortion. And uh, the wicked do that. I understand it. Just like the wicked back there that was offering their children unto this moalik, those that were ungodly, the heathen, the Gentiles, if you will. I understand that completely. Well, how could God's people do such a thing? And I was thinking about in our day, we think that, this is uh, primary the god of fertility, and this is what the sacrifice was made to. And this is exactly what this is when we have abortion. It's the god of the goddess of fertility that they are coming, if you will, to uh, honor her with the offering of this unborn child. And of course, now the trimester abortion that some have—that really it's a live child that comes forth and. The high priest are the doctors and the temples are the hospitals where women offer up their children unto this fertility god. Say, so, well, you know, accidents happen and all this, that. You know, we are young once and we go through all of this and, yes, that's been true since Adam and Eve. That's been true. I mean, people give in to lust. I mean, that's been true. And, it's, and, and in our day, it's just... Automatically, as if it's okay. In other words, that and <clears throat> that the children just live together for a while, and if they decide to get married, you know, if you're engaged, well, you're living together anyway. And then you know, that uh, that's the way it is in our day. And of course, the marriage, as far as God is concerned, is takes <clears throat> the first time that they live together. That's it. I mean, <clears throat> and. How many people have gone from bed to bed and so on and so forth, but this is the lifestyle that pollutes and pollutes the things of God. Even the people of God has, a, if you will, a <coughs> a condoning, if you will, for these types of sin. Their lifestyle pollutes their sacrifices. Isaiah forty three twenty three, 23, hast not brought me the small cattle of my burnt offers, neither hast thou honored me with thy sacrifice." I have not caused thee to serve with an offering, nor weary thee with incense. And we could go to Malachi also, and there they was offering God the lame cattle. I mean, after all, you're just going to burn it. So, I could see the priests say, well, you know, that's awful. Them sheep are... I I think we ought to take the lame and the sick and burn them, you know, because they're, they're of no use anyway. And then we take these these good lambs and sheep and goats and cows or whatever it was, we take them and we sell them, and they'll bring a lot more money than the lame, the blind, and the uh, sick, and, and so we could understand. That's what exactly what they was doing in Malachi. And so the priests were offering up the sacrifices like they're supposed to. Only thing is, they polluted it by putting and using polluted cows and. And and sheep and goats and that and and one of the question: Will you offer this up to your governor? In other words, if you was uh, uh, offering a sacrifice to your governor, he's coming over, the king or some type of official, and they come by, and you say, "Well, I got some sick cows out there. I got some sick sheep out there. I got some sick goats. Which one you want?" And and of course, the answer is no. We wouldn't do that. But they offered that to God. Why? Because it was just a waste of time and money. <clears throat> I mean, their lust for money, their lust for, if you will, to offer up uh, the sacrifices because they got a portion of that, and and they weren't giving that up. But let me say to you, they polluted the altar by offering God not the best, but offering up to Him the worst we think about Daniel we think the Antichrist will pollute the tribula- and the uh, tribulation holy of holies Daniel 11:31 and arms shall stand on his part and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength and shall take away the daily sacrifice and they shall uh, place in the abomination that makes make us desolate. And, of course, it's speaking about Antichrist, and so he's going to come in and, and do exactly what we see over and over again in the Old Testament of offering up polluted offerings to God. In one place, they offered up, you know, they took away the, the, <clears throat> the altar of God, or really they just put it aside and they put the altar of Baal there, and so they offered up to Baal the offerings that were supposed to be offered to God and so they polluted it, just like Antichrist will be in the rebuilt temple in the in, <clears throat> at the in the millennial. And of course, when they do that, it's time to run for the hills. If you remember, uh, when Antichrist does that, because up to that time, the Jews are going to think Messiah, this is the Messiah. And then, soon as he offers up, I think a pig. I can't prove that, but that's my opinion. And when he offers up the pig on the altar and burns it, because that pollutes the altar, that's where Jesus says if you're on the rooftop, don't go inside. In other words, don't go in and get your coat. Just take off running. If you're on the inside, hit the door running. Get out of there because the tribulation is started for the Jews. And this is about midpoint of the tribulation when we call it the great tribulation of the last three and a half years. And all the partakers of their sacrifice that should bless become a curse. In Hosea 9, 4, they shall not offer wine offerings to the Lord. Neither This is talking about the priest. Neither shall they be pleasing unto him. Their sacrifices shall be unto them as bread of mourners. All that eat thereof shall be polluted for their bread, for their souls shall not come into the house of the Lord. And so doing things that are not faith, of uh, faith is pollution there in 1 Corinthians First Corinthians 8-7 and, <clears throat> <First Corinthians. clears throat> and it says how be it there is none and not in every man that knowledge for some with <clears throat> conscience of the Idol unto this hour eat it, eat it as a thing offered unto an idol, and their conscience being weak in, <clears throat> is defiled, and so we in verse <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> verse nine, but take heed, lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak, so we know that which is not a faith is sin, as it goes on later and says then we know that when we uh, sacrifice unto God, give an offering unto God, whether it be an offering of praise, an offering uh, by song, an offering by our tithes and offerings, or uh, however, uh, whatever we're worshiping God is, it's what's up here that counts, whether we see it and understand it to be that which belongs to God. But these people had a conscience of the idolatry they'd come out of, and and uh, and the Jews that you not to eat pork and not to eat these things you know that doesn't, that doesn't have scales and we could go through the whole dietary program, and so uh, they couldn't eat. Uh, though the Gentiles would come in there and like people like Paul, he says all things to all men. And then he could eat pork. He understood that it that was under a new covenant, a new testament and the old covenant was being done away with and the new testament covenant replacing that but those that have a conscience if you will that they say for instance they believe in wine only at the lord's supper and they're in a place where they're offering up grape juice of course and be good not to join a church like that but nonetheless and what they have is the mind of disgust the mind of idolatry, as it speaks about here, is that they can't partake it by faith because they think it's the wrong element. And so by it being the wrong element, then they can't take, they really in good conscience, they can't take but they take it anyway. And of course that pollutes the table, as mentioned before. <clears throat> and when we think about the different things, the, they pollute the necessity of the cross, some pretend to be saints, but in realities they are the enemy. They're in Philippians 3.18. In Philippians 3.18, <clears throat> For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. <clears throat> and so, in the next verse says, For our conversation is in heaven, for whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, what are they talking about polluting the cross? I mean, how can you pollute that? How can you, if you will, take that which God has has given us, that... We uh, accept that Jesus died on the cross for our sins? Well, if we all start wearing them around our neck. If we start having one up here, maybe even a crucifix right over the... uh, as we come into the building. That's pollution of the cross. If we have our little rosaries, that's polluting the cross also. And if we, if you will, we take that which is supposed to be... uh, Uh, That speaking of the cross, that's where Jesus died for our sins. That's where our debt was paid. And then the evidence that uh, God received the payment is by His resurrection. And so those are tied together that He died for our sins according to the Scripture and that He was buried and rose again the third day according to the Scriptures as reminds us in 1 Corinthians 15. And so God is, if you will... Uh, the cross is the place, it'd be like saying the electric chair. It'd be like saying uh, hangman deuce. This was the method of killing people that, if you will, that the Roman government thought was worthy of death. And here, Pilate, of course, didn't think it was worthy of death, and he tried to get out of it. He said, I find no... You know, no, no evidence. Of this man—I don't find he has sin or not sin, but trespassed. He couldn't. He said he's an innocent man, and the Jews cried out, "Crucify him! Crucify him!" And so, and they said, uh, you, you know, what their answer was to him: uh, "There's no king but Caesar." And Pilate knew you don't want to get the word back to Caesar um, that here you got a man that claims to be a king. If you will, and let him go. And so that was the thing that pushed him over the edge. And of course, he gave him over to the soldiers to crucify. And they crucified him, but it's not a good luck charm. It is not, if you will, you can protect your dash in one of those. You can't protect your car, can't protect your house, can't protect anything because anything that we use like it is an idol. When you say, this is going to bring me good luck, good fortune, or whatever, you know, this is blessed by so-and-so, and, you know, uh, <clears throat> I was talking to my neighbor one time, and this is when I was a kid, and they had one special cross in their house, and it seemed like it got more favor than their other crucifixes and cross and, and their other idols they had sitting on their mantelpiece, and so finally I asked, and anyway, it was blessed by bishop so-and-so. And so the others were blessed by the common priest. You know. But this one was blessed by a bishop. I thought to myself, well, if they had one was blessed by a cardinal, I don't know what they would have done. And so this is a form of idolatry, and if you will, it takes the reality of the cross away and makes it a good luck charm. It makes it, if you will, uh, that which is, a, is an idol and they worship it as an idol, they would tell others the wrong way of salvation ezekiel forty four seven in that ye have brought into my unto my sanctuary strangers uncircumcised in heart, uncircumcised in flesh, to be in my sanctuary to pollute it, even my house, when ye offer my bread the fat and blood, and they have broken my covenant because of all your abominations. And he say Glad we don't do that, you know, because we don't offer up polluted things before God. We don't. <clears throat> when we get people in the church that we know is lost, it's the same thing. When we, if you will, interest in the building up the role instead of preaching Christ to those that are coming and look and leave it to the Holy Spirit to whom He touches and regenerates. When we say. Well, what's left? You, 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 you know everything you need to know. Just come down the aisle and we'll baptize you and you'll be all right. You're on your way to heaven. And that's exactly what they did. They brought strangers in there into the temple, which they weren't supposed to bring. They let them partake of the, of the sacrifices as they was not supposed to let them partake of the sacrifices. And we just go on and on. The things they did there, they polluted it. And that's the way it happens when people pollute the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when they pollute it, it's the numbers that count, not those that have been born again. It is that which will fill up the sanctuary rather than those, if you will, that God has placed in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. They pollute the Lord's table, the baptism, assemblies of the saints by adding lost people to the church roll and Baptism becomes useless and worthless. We're to baptize those who's made a genuine profession of faith. Baptism won't get you into heaven. All my young life, I would hear people that hadn't been in church for 20 or 30 or 40 years, and grandma somebody or another, but, yeah, but you know they's baptized over here. On First Baptist, they baptized down at First Baptist. So, you know, that, their baptism was better than the ones out in the country. <clears throat> you know, they. now you got baptized the first Baptist. You, you had some kind of baptism. You got baptized in one of these little country churches. Well, you're all right, but, you know, you didn't have that great baptism like they give down there. And so <clears throat> we uh, allow people to come in. Even sometimes I've heard people say, well, I don't think they say, but... You know, maybe, you know, the Lord will save them later, or they'll get saved later, whichever belief they have. But this is the same thing they were doing. They're in 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2, 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with actually a speech or of wisdom, declaring on you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And, the, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of, of, the, of the Spirit and the power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And so Paul says, I didn't come there with the... I didn't tell you all about my dog Yellow. That's you know, and uh, our grandma in heaven. And it remind it always seems peculiar to me. I guess you'd say how many songs or hymns we sing that you know speak of our loved ones waiting for us to come to them. But let me say to you, the the draw in the scripture is not our loved ones. It's Jesus Christ. That's the draw that we're going to be with Jesus forevermore. And yes, we'll be with the saints in glory. But the draw is Jesus, not grandma with her hand out. It's not old dog yellow that got caught up in a combine or something. It is, if you will, you need to look to Jesus Christ for salvation rather than, if you will, the pollution of the world. Jesus came, became a curse for us and not to, te- not to teach but to redeem, and, uh, and I've, uh, all my life, I heard people say, "Well, uh, the teachings of Christ, you know." And they, and and yes, the teachings of Christ are important. But that's not what he came for. He came to die for sinners. That was his purpose. Yes, it was to teach. Yes, it was to give understanding. Yes, it was to show him the new way, the new covenant. Yes, it was do all those things, but the main purpose for His coming was that He go to the cross at Calvary and pay the sin debt for all His people. That was His main reason for coming. And when we take away from that, if you will, from that, uh, we actually are polluting the gospel. And when we say, well, Grandma's up there in heaven and got her arms out. I don't know how many funerals I went to where Grandma had her arms out, and, and our mother or whoever it was, and and uh, we used to have people would call us up and say, well, we know Grandma. She was baptized in one of those little churches out there. I want to know if you had her on your roll. So we do a baptism search. Now, this this woman had not been in church for 20 or 30 years before she died, but... They wanted to say she was a member of so-and-so Baptist Church. <clears throat> Let me say to you, if it's all you're uh, related to or want, then, <clears throat> if you will, you don't have anything standing. Well, there's the desire to be with God's people. There's the desire, if you will, to worship God with God's people and to worship Him in spirit and truth. Revelation 17, 4-6, we're going to read all of this, but... <clears throat> The woman was raised in, in purple and scarlet. And who is this woman? Is the whore, of course, the great name, Mystery of Babylon, the great, uh, great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Now, how many ch- how many churches have joint service with Catholics? I mean, in Revelation, she's the uh, mother of harlots. Abomination. But now, many have joint services with them. In 18.3, For all nations have drunk of the wine, of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her and the merchants of the earth that waxed through through the abundance of her delicacies. And then think about the rosary. You know, you say, Well, you know, they're not the only one. Because we know that the Buddhists, they have a kind of a rosary too. They don't call it a rosary, of course, but it looks a whole lot like a rosary. They don't have a cross on theirs. Uh, you know, their their rosaries without is crossless. But it's a uh, each bead stands for something, and they pray. And, and, and Jesus says, "Don't be like the heathen, pray in repetition." Well, what did he meant by that? Well, this bead. <coughs> Pray for food, this bead, pray for this, this bead. That. And, of course, with a Catholic rosary, it's uh, Hail Mary and so on and so forth on each one as they go through and remember each one. And this is repetition. Jesus said, don't be like the healings in doing that. So I said, well, I need a reminder. Well, <clears throat> I don't see anywhere in the scriptures, anywhere where it says, Make your reminder for prayer. And what I mean by that, don't say, well, I'm going to have this right here as a reminder of my prayer, and I'll set it there when I pray, and I'll pray to it, and I'll be sure then that I have done my duty, and then each one, it means something else. They polluted the completeness of the gospel. They blew the gospel of preaching another Jesus, another spirit, and if you will, they preached another God altogether. In Second Corinthians eleven four, for if he that cometh preaches another Jesus, whom ye, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit which ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted, <coughs> ye might <coughs> you might well bear with them. Now, Paul was warning them, and he was afraid that they, if somebody coming come and preach another Jesus, that is not the Jesus of the Scriptures. We have a lot of people today that you went to their services, they'd be preaching Jesus. they be speaking about the Holy Spirit. Some won't speak about Jesus, but just speak of the Spirit and Jesus in passing. Some will say there's only uh, one God, you know, and one person, and that's the Father, or it's the Son, or it's the Spirit. depends on what church you're at. And so they're absolutely non-Trinitarian, but each one worships one person of the Godhead. And clearly you cannot have the Father unless you have the Son. That's exactly what Jesus says, so they try to worship the Father without the Son. Or they depend on the Holy Spirit and pray to the Spirit. Somebody said, <clears throat> yeah, you know, you pray to the Spirit and all this. You know, I haven't found one prayer to the Spirit. Search the Scriptures sometimes. How many prayers you have that's lifted up to the Holy Spirit? You say, well, <clears throat> we asked them to come in our hearts. Find it in the Scriptures. Find it. You can have where... They ask the Father to send the Spirit. You can find where <clears throat> ask Jesus to send the Spirit, but you won't find one that says, Spirit, come into my heart. You won't find it. If you find it, show me to me. Show it to me. Because the, the Spirit is sent by the Father and by the Son. <clears throat> and and when we pray to God, we don't pray to the Spirit, we pray to our Father which is in heaven. Jesus says this is the way to pray. Pray to the Father in His name. The Spirit of God is one that leads us, directs us, and keeps us in that lane. <clears throat> and there's not one Scripture that has us praying to the Spirit. The polluted the completeness of the gospel, to pollute the gospel by preaching another Jesus, Spirit and Gospel. They're in, in the second 10, uh, Corinthians eleven four for if he had <clears throat> he that cometh preaches another Jesus as we mentioned another spirit another, receive another spirit that you which you have not received what kind of spirit is that that's the devil that's the evil spirit there's only two kinds of spirits one is the Holy Spirit and the other is devil and his angels or spirits. That's the only kind there are. The only ones you can receive is either from God Almighty or, if you will, from the <clears throat> devil. That's it. There's no other. Now, we can speak about the spirit of a thing, the kind of a thing, the thing that motivates something that's behind it, but I'm speaking of that which he's speaking of there in Corinthians. They polluted the gospel by adding or taking away from it in Galatians one six. I marvel that ye have so so soon removed from him that call you to, uh, <clears throat> into the grace of Christ and another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and <clears throat> would pervert the gospel of Christ. But the, <clears throat> though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which ye have received unto him, let it be accursed." Uh, and he said as he said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Now the devil's busy back in Paul's day. Just like he's busy today with another gospel. It's not believing the Lord Jesus Christ, if you will, and 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 and, and accept his offering for your sins. They, they preach a different Jesus. Sometimes Jesus is not able to get you to heaven. Yeah? Yeah, because you got to have Jesus plus baptism. And Jesus really can't forgive all your sins because you need Jesus and a wafer. <clears throat> Some say, well, you have to take the Lord's Supper all the time because this washes away our sins. Where do you find that at? These are all polluted. <clears throat> we think of the Lord's Supper, we, if we will, we take that in remembrance of what Jesus has done for us. When, and when we think about baptism, we don't think baptism completes your salvation or makes your salvation, or when some way or another... Wash you out off? No. And baptism is symbolic of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's nothing more, it's nothing less. And yet we see people put a lot of confidence in baptism. Why would the Ecclesiastes church, after you've been baptized, won't baptize you again? even if you say, well, I had a religious experience. uh, The Lord has saved me, and I'm 35 years old, and they'll not baptize you. It's a sacrilege to baptize you again. If you sprinkle when you're eight days old, then that's the only baptism they'll offer you the rest of your life. Why? Because... That baptism, according to them, seals you, puts you on your road to heaven. And so you can take a baby, sprinkle it on the head. They don't know good right from wrong. They come forth speaking lies, and, and they have no knowledge of Jesus Christ. They have no knowledge of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. They have no knowledge of any kind. And yet, if you sprinkle them, And they're secure forever. My neighbor run out to me one time. We was going to church. And he said, I want you to know I've been saved 76 years. And Al said, isn't that how old he is? I said, he's talking about being sprinkled on the, after he'd been born on the eighth day. And, and so they used what happened to Christ there as they offered up according to the Jewish law. As presenting before God, we're not getting into that for the time, but nonetheless, they take that. And if you baptize in a Baptist church, and say somebody comes along, and the worst ones I found is Lutheran, and and they're and it might be me instead of them, I don't know, but they make a good profession of faith. And when you say, well, you need to be baptized, and <clears throat> They'll not be baptized. Now Catholics, for some reason, are easier to get baptized when the Lord saves them. But Lutherans, they think it's a sacrilege and you're doomed if you're baptized again. What does that make baptism? More important than the blood of Jesus. More important than what Jesus done on the cross. It makes it more important than the gospel itself or the regeneration. It is the simplicity of the gospel that they cannot comprehend. And this is by Pink. <coughs> the first thing to notice about the, this altar, like the one in the previous verse, <coughs> it is an extreme simplicity and plainness that was that was in marked contrast with the gods of the silver and gods of gold, of uh, the heathen, the altar which Israel was to reckon to God must not be made of that which was made man hath manufactured nor beautified by his skill. There should be in it no excellency which human hands had imparted. Man would naturally suppose that an altar to be used by, for design, divine sacrifices should be of gold, artistically designed, rich ornaments, yes, but the that would only allow men to glorify himself and his handiwork, and the great God will allow no flesh to glory in His presence. <clears throat> there in First Corinthians one twenty nine, if thou or this is twenty eighteen, excuse me, twenty twenty eight of Exodus 20.25. <clears throat> if thou lift up thy tool upon it, thou's polluted. It, not by righteous, not by works of righteousness. And then uh, Timoth, uh, Titus, excuse me, 3 5, not by, by works of righteousness which we have done. <clears throat> There's nothing you can do that'll save you. You say, well, you've got to make a profession of faith. That's absolutely right. You can't make a profession until you have something to profess. So, well, you've got to profess Jesus Christ as Savior and, and some go through each thing that you have to do. Now, you can make a profession of faith before you're saved. That doesn't make it so. Profession of faith is what's actually happened to you. When we talk about the new birth, that's actually what we're speaking of, that God has saved me. And then we can make a profession of faith believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So many want to adorn their buildings with gold, silver, and and if you've been in some cathedrals, you can see that quite readily. And they, I was at uh, St. Peter's Basilica when I was in the Navy. They have much pop and circumstances and services and glitter and gold and people walking around doing this, and holding crosses up, and you know all the other things. Reminds me of somebody sending a the signal. They have much pomp and circumstance. Solomon's temple was spectacular, beautiful, glorious. <clears throat> and some of that, God told him overlay it with gold and saw that. But their worship was in the flesh. Our worship is in the Spirit. Do we think the new heaven and new earth will be spectacular? Yes, I do. Do you think that city of New Jerusalem will be beyond our comprehension, and we just get just a glimpse of in the book of Revelation? Absolutely. But it's a city not made by hands. It is a city that God will make. And there won't be one polluted thing there. We cannot lift a hand <coughs> to any part of uh, the Word of God that is change it or compromise it or say I believe it's this way when we know it's not and Corrupt the word of God and, if, and, and and making it of no effect, pollution the things that God has given us. And if you will, we look to God to bless us and the Spirit to energize us. But the true gospel of Jesus Christ is that we need the new birth, need be regenerated by the Holy Spirit. We need Jesus, seeing Jesus lifted up for our sins. You say we died for the sins of the world, but what you need to know is that. He died for your sin. Not where He died for 10 others or 15 others. And that day when the Holy Spirit regenerates, you see Christ dying for your sins, washing away your sins by His blood on the cross at Calvary. It is that, if you will, of effect that the only thing that will save us is God. Anything else pollutes the gospel. Anything we add to it, take away from it, just pollutes the gospel.